when we pray that God turn it around, as Hap mentioned, we must tell God what it is that we won't turn it around. We must be honest and truthful to confess what's really in us so that God can turn it around. He wants to hear it even though he knows it. He wants to hear it from us. God, turn it around. That turn it around has to start within ourselves, within our own hearts. As Hap said, you want to make other people happy. It starts in your heart. That giving starts in your heart. You want to see other people happy. Do what it takes. When we live by the Spirit, the Spirit guide us to make others happy. We depend on our happiness from the Father. He will make sure we are covered in our joy and our happiness. We will have joy in giving to others and making others happy, being guided by the Spirit. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this day, Father. We thank you for this gathering in your name, Father. We come here today to honor you, to glorify you. I pray that your word go forth and it, and it does not return in vain. Our Father, move me aside and man, may your word just enlighten us. Just give us understanding and clarity today of your holy word. In Jesus' name. And the church said, freedom in Christ, church, guided by the Spirit. Guided by the Spirit. Being guided by the Spirit instead of being guided by our flesh. Our sinful nature. Be guided in the Spirit because the Spirit will lead you into freedom. The Spirit will lead you into freedom. The Bible tells us that the Lord is the Spirit. And where the spirit is, there is freedom. There is freedom. You, the believer, have freedom in Christ. You have freedom in Christ. To know the truth and to apply the truth. You have freedom to know the truth and to apply that truth, church. There is nothing that we as believers should be in bondage to or enslaved to other than Jesus Christ. Nothing other than Jesus Christ himself. If we decide to live by our own emotions, our own attitudes, our own uh, selfish desires, we will live in conflict. We will live in confusion. And sometimes misery, church. And sometimes misery. Because we are going against the spirit of the Lord that lives within us. That is there to guide us. So it causes that confusion, that conflict, and that misery. So what has been confusing you? What has been causing conflict within yourself? If we're honest with ourselves, we have to let it go. We have to let it go. We have to give it up. Give it up, church, and live free in Christ. 
and live free in Christ, living by the power of the Holy Spirit. Living by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the only one that can make the changes within your life that God wants. He is the only one, church, that can make those changes within your life that God wants. Oh, by the Holy Spirit. You cannot do it on your own self. You cannot do it in your own strength. You can't. Only the Spirit. God is working in you. He is working in you. He is working in you. He gives you the desires to do the things that pleases him. He gives you those desires. So when we are guided by the Holy Spirit, there is no confusion. There is no misery. And there is no conflict when we are guided by the Holy Spirit. There is only liberty. There is only liberty, church. Only liberty. Galatians 5. Paul explains how free we are in Christ. Not only that we're free from our sin nature, church, but there is freedom from disbelief. There's freedom from false teachings, freedom from Believing that the law of the Old Testament brings salvation and freedom. See, Paul wants them to know this. He wants us to know this. That there's freedom from legalism. There's freedom from uh, religious rituals, religious routines and so. That claim to bring us salvation. There's freedom in Christ. Paul says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. He says, stand firm. Stand firm, church. And then do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Christ has truly set us free. Do I have any believers that, that refuse, has, has decided not to live in conflict because you know that you are free in Christ. In Christ. Now he says, make sure that you stay free. Make sure that you stay free and don't be burdened again into slavery. Don't be burdened again into slavery. After we are saved by grace, God forbid, God forbid that we continue to live a life in sin. We as Christians cannot go on living a life in sin and call ourselves children of God. It's not right. We can't do it. We can't do it. Why would anyone who was freed from the bondage of slavery, the bondage of sin, of depression, of misery, of conflict, Want to return to that. Want to return to that. But we see it so often, right? So I want to ask you, if anything, what is your yoke of slavery? What is your yoke of slavery, church? What has burdened you, oppressed you, or caused you to return to that conflict 
within yourself again. What is it? What thing or things, what people or person, what law, what belief has caused you to become a slave, to return to your yoke of slavery? What is it, church? Paul suggests that we are slaves to whatever we choose to obey. We are slaves to whatever we choose to obey. Whether it's our own sin nature, whether it's the false teaching, the false doctrine, or just disbelief, disbelief that Christ is the only means of our salvation that leads to freedom. Many believe that he's not. A life of sin is a life in slavery, church. A life in slavery. What hinders you? What hinders you from being totally free to serve Christ? Whatever hinders you from being totally free from serving Christ, that is your yoke of slavery. What has you in bondage? What have you in bondage, meaning what has you so tied up that you can't break free within yourself to serve and love Christ above all? What is it, church? What is it? We have to examine ourselves. Whatever it may be, just know, just know that you are a slave to it. Just know that you are a slave to it. Whatever it is, that person, that place, or that thing, just know that. Know it. John 8, 34 says this. Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, everyone, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. This verse Help change my life. This verse helped change my life. I wanted to serve Christ. I wanted to be right with God. But my sin wouldn't let me. My sin wouldn't let me serve Christ. My sin wouldn't let me be right with God. It would not. My sin had control of me, control of me. And I didn't even know it until I wanted to stop, until I got tired of the conflict going on within me, and I couldn't stop. And that's when I knew it had control of me. My sin was alcohol. My sin was alcohol. And that sin caused a multitude of other sins in my life. The name of my sin was Seagram's Gin. Seagram's Gin was my master. It was my master. It had a hold on me. Because even though I wanted to stop, I couldn't stop. I could not stop, church. It allowed me to to commit so many other sins that I'm not proud of. 
that I'm not proud of today. It hindered me from being right with God. It hindered me from serving Christ. Because deep in me, I wanted to. I knew the right thing to do, but my sin had me. It had me, church. It had me. I thought I had it under control, even though I couldn't give it up. And then one day I came across this verse. And see, even though I wasn't always right with God, the spirit within me wanted to be right with God. So I took time to open my word and, and tried to be close with God. And I came across this verse. Man. And Jesus said, everyone, Everyone who sinned is a slave to sin. That did not sit well with me. It did not sit well with me, church. And right then, the Holy Spirit gave me understanding of this verse. And I, right then, I refused. I wasn't going to be a slave to nothing, to nothing. But even though I tried to stop, I couldn't. <laughs> it had me. It was still my master. It was still my master. Until I started calling on the name of Jesus to turn it around, to change me. I knew my conflict. I didn't want it anymore. I knew what was making me miserable. I knew it. So I called on Jesus to help me out in it, to help me. And Jesus began to turn it around. He began to turn it around. He began to free me of that misery, of that conflict, church. See, it wasn't, it wasn't this verse. It wasn't the church. It wasn't my family or my wife or my friends. It was only through the love of Jesus that freed me. Only through the love of Jesus. See, when I was calling on Jesus day in, day out, day in, day out, I opened up my heart to Jesus, and he poured his love in me, and he freed me. And I began to fall in love with Jesus. And when he delivered me, I knew that he was in love with me also. I knew that he was in love with me also. See, people can't save us. Church can't save us. Laws can't save us. Checking all the boxes can't save us, church. Only Christ, only the love of Christ can save us. Amen? Now back to Paul's message. And this is what Paul wants us to understand in Galatians 5.1. How free we really are in Christ. See? How free. The whole circle of freedom in Christ. The whole circle. This chapter is all about the freedom as Christians that we receive, that we receive. 
freedom from sin, freedom from the law of legalism, religious routines and rituals. See, we are free. We are free. Christ frees us from all these things, even the law. And Paul is trying to get his point across to the Galatian church where some Christians, some Christians have began to follow the path of the Jewish community and decided to live in bondage, in bondage to slavery, to the religious rituals and the fact that they thought that the law was their means of salvation, the means of freedom. A lot of people have fallen into that. We have many in the Christian community today, in the Jewish community today that still live in misery, church. Live in misery, living, living a burdened life because they don't understand what Paul is saying here. They refuse, refuse to believe the truth. They refuse to believe the truth that is for freedom that Christ has set us free. For freedom. And when you don't believe that you live in bondage, you live in conflict, or you live in slavery, church. Christ delivered us from our burden of sin so we might serve him freely. He released us from the obligation of the, of the law so that we might serve him freely. Christ has fulfilled all the law in his life and in his death. All of it. All of it. And Paul is teaching that the freedom in Christ has given us but we have to receive it. We have to receive that freedom, church. We have to receive that truth. We have to receive that truth in all areas of our lives, church. So as we read through Galatians 5, I pray for the understanding and the clarity of the Holy Spirit to allow us to see that it's not only that we are free from within ourselves, but we are free from, from other things that people put in place. It says it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm. Then do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. And he says, listen, I, Paul, tell you this. If you are counting on circumcision to make you right with God, then Christ will be of no benefit to you. I'll say it again. If you are trying to find favor, with God, by being circumcised, you must obey every regulation of the whole law of Moses. If you want to be wrong, you might as well be all the way wrong, right? <laughs> Circumcision was a, it was a Jewish ceremony for men. We all know. It was a Jewish religious uh, ritual. And by being circumcised, they counted themselves right with God. They counted themselves right with God. And if you wasn't circumcised, you wasn't right with God. And sometimes you couldn't be a part of their community. How fair is that? They wanted to combine uh, Judaism and their beliefs with Christianity. Can't do that. That's not God's way of doing things. 
there's only one way to salvation. One way. And that's Jesus Christ. That's Jesus Christ. See, they were taught that, and many today still hold to that. Even though the truth is in front of them. Even though the truth is in front of them. Circumcision church wasn't the issue. It wasn't the issue. The issue was they used it as a religious um, method of gaining God's favor. That was the issue. If we do this, we're right with God. We're right with God. Circumcision would never factor in any man's salvation. Any man's salvation. Circumcision can't get you into heaven. It might hurt, but it can't get you into heaven. <laughs> Paul says you must obey every regulation in the whole law of Moses. If you want to live under the law, then you've got to be bound by the law. Jesus died for our sins because we could not, within ourselves, measure up to the law. God knew that we couldn't measure up to the law. The law condemns us in our failures. We're not perfect by no means. That is why God gave his only begotten son, that he who believes in him shall be saved, shall be free. We're not free. We're not saved by the law. We're not saved by religious routines, church. We're saved only through Christ. Only through Christ. And he says, for if you are trying to make yourselves right with God by keeping the law, you have been cut off from Christ. You have fallen away from God's grace. When we put ourselves under the law of legalism, we separate ourselves from God's grace, church. We try to replace the friendless works of Christ on the cross uh, within ourselves to bring about our own freedom, our own salvation. And that could never happen. And it will never, ever happen. People fall away from God's grace when they seek their own means of salvation and freedom. Their own means. Like legalism or those religious routines. Living by the spirit of religion or the false freedom that the world offers us or self-righteousness trying to gain favor with God by doing special things. Can't do it that way. We separate ourselves from the benefits of Christ. That means we separate ourselves from the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We separate ourselves from the truth, from the truth. And that's what they're doing. That's why they are stuck where they're stuck, because they separated themselves from Christ. They cannot receive the truth that the Holy Spirit gives. When we close ourselves off to the things of God, you cannot receive the truth. And we do that within ourselves also, also. Just like the law, we could get stuck in our sins when we close ourselves up to God. We can't free ourselves. Verse 5. 
But we who live by the Spirit eagerly waits to receive by faith the righteousness God has promised us. For when we place our faith in Jesus Christ, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. That's, that's, that's just simple. Our entire life revolves around our position in Christ. It's all spiritual, church. It's all spiritual. It's not dependent on uh, religious routines or, or circumcision or even baptism. It's not dependent on that. Religious routines cannot make anyone spiritual. Circumcision cannot make any man spiritual. It can't. And what Paul is saying is that in Christ, we don't express our faith through religious acts. We express our faith in love. We express our faith in love. Genuine faith shows itself in love. In love, church. We don't need the law to express our faith. We don't need to check all the boxes to express our faith. We need love. Love for Christ and love for others. People know us by our what? Our love. Our love. He says, you were running the race so well. Because a lot of Christians have fallen away from expressing that love. Expressing that our faith through that love. Many have fallen away from it. That's why people don't really recognize us as they should. He says, you were doing, you were running the race so well. Who has held you back from following the truth? Who? This false teaching is like a little yeast that spreads through the whole batch of dough. Paul wants to know who told the church wrong. He wants to know who told the church wrong. Who led the church astray from the truth? Who led the church astray from the truth? Says you were doing so well. You were committed. You were dedicated. You were committed and dedicated to the things of God. You knew the truth and you obeyed the truth. You were mature in Christ. You love God and you love people. What happened? What happened? Somehow the church allowed some deceivers to enter in. To cause that conflict, church. To cause that conflict. The deceivers came in to spread the false teaching of salvation. Of salvation. The false teachings of freedom in Christ. 
because they will tell you that we are under grace that we can do whatever we want to do. We are free to do whatever we want to do just because we are what? Under grace. Church, there's serious competition between Satan and his deceivers. Serious. Serious. We must always be aware and be on guard. When in doubt, go to the word. Don't just take man's word for it. When in doubt, go to the word. Satan wants us to start running this race. He wants us to start running this race for Christ. He wants us to hold back and not tell the truth of who our real Savior is. And it seems most are buying into it. Most Christians are buying into it. The trick of, of Satan is to keep us quiet. To keep us silent about our Savior. Be aware, church. We are to glorify our Savior. Ten. He says, I am trusting the Lord to keep you from believing false teaching. He says, God will judge that person, whoever he is, who has been confusing you. Who is confusing the church? Who is confusing the church? Who is telling the church that it's okay to go back to sin? That it's okay to go back to sin because you're under grace. Who is confusing the church? Who is allowing, who is allowing you to backslide? Who? Who in your circle is not ministering the truth to you? We are our brothers and sisters keepers in Christ. In Christ. We ought to look out for each other in love. We're not afraid of the truth. We're not afraid to speak the truth to each other. I wouldn't be here right now if, if a lot of people that love me hadn't spoken the truth to me. Hadn't really told me about my sin. They cared enough to tell me. They cared enough to pray with me and for me. And through that process, you get God start turning it around. Who is confusing you? Who is allowing you to go back to your yoke of slavery? Because that's what it is. You're in bondage. You're in bondage. You're, in, you're miserable. You're miserable. I'm just speaking from experience because that's how I was. I was miserable in my sin. Even though I was doing it, I was miserable. I was fighting the truth from within and couldn't stop it. The flesh and the spirit was having a battle within my mind and within my body. And I couldn't do nothing about it. Nothing but move wherever they was tugging me. That's that conflict. 
But we pray for those who refuse to share the truth. We pray for them. We pray for them, church. 13, for, we, for you have been called to live in freedom. For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. But don't use that freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. Again, after we are saved by grace, God forbid, we fall back into sin. I know it happens. We fall back. We backslide into sin. But we cannot stay there. We cannot stay there. We must always return to our faith. Our faith in Christ. The only one that can can deliver us and free us. Our faith in Christ. We have been called, church, to freedom from our sins, freedom from misery, freedom from conflict within ourselves. God gave his only son so that you can be free. Don't live in bondage. God gave his only son so that we can really be free. I'm going to tell you. And I'm I'm free as a bird. You see a bird flying? I'm free as a bird. I am. I am. That conflict is gone, man. That's terrible, man. Were you fighting within yourself? That's terrible. That conflict. That conflict, man. Mm. Freedom is a wonderful thing in Christ. And I thank him every day for it. Every day. Every day. So if you choose to continue living a life in sin, church, who can you blame? It's your choice. If you continue in sin, if you want to be miserable, if you want to be in conflict, if you want to live a life confused, it's only by your own choice. Only by your own choice. Because Christ has freed us. Christ has freed us. And even though we are not saved by the law, church, we still must obey the law. We have a moral obligation to obey the law. We know we have the sense of the Holy Spirit who tells us that the law cannot save us. The law cannot make us free. But we must obey God's law. With that understanding, saints, with that understanding, we are obligated to follow Jesus' commands, also God's standards of good laws in the Old Testament. A lot of Christians don't want to talk about the Old Testament because they think it's behind them. No, those are still God's laws and his rules, his standards for our living, and we must still obey them. With the understanding of our salvation only comes through Christ. Through Christ. Grace does not give us the freedom to sin, but grace sets us free from sin, church. So we don't misuse the love of Christ. We don't misuse the love of Christ that gives us freedom. We don't. Think of it that way. Christ loved you so much that he freed you. And if you love Christ so much, why would you go back? Why would you go back? 
Remember, they know us by our love. Christ, they know us by our love for Christ. So if we are out here uh, going against Christ, what's that saying, church? What's that saying? But instead, use that love to serve God and to serve one another. Use that love to serve God and to serve one another. Live free and love one another. See, as Hap was saying, use that love to love God and to love one another. Show each other that you love them, that you're there for them. That's what really matters. See, we are talking about all these laws. Paul is talking about all these laws, but what does he end up with? <laughs> love. Love. 14, for the whole law can be summed up in this one command. It could be summed up. All of that could be summed up <laughs> in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. All of that can be summed up. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. If people of legalism choose to keep the law, they must keep the whole law to be right with God. But we as believers only need to keep one. One. That is the law of love. That is the law of love. Freedom in Christ is our means to fulfill this law. The law of love. Romans 13 and 8 says this, and it speaks for itself. Owe no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does not wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. It's all love, church. The church has to get back to love. Get back to showing that love. It's not about checking the boxes. It's about love. And it starts with our love for Christ. When we love Christ above all, that love for others is automatic. It's automatic. You don't have to speak it. It's automatic. Because you can't love one without the other. You can't love your neighbor and not love Christ. You can't love Christ and not love your neighbor. You can't. Love is the essence of all God's law, of all his law. <laughs> love one another is the basic principle of our Christian life, of our Christian life. We practice love. There is no need for any laws. <laughs> we can live off of love, church. <laughs> We can live off of love. <laughs> we don't live under the law of grace. 
Our motives for obeying God and helping others is the love of Christ in our hearts. That's it. The love of Christ in our hearts. Everything I do today is because of my love relationship with Christ. Because I'm in love with him and he's in love with me. Everything I do today is because of that relationship. Not me, myself. I moved all the way out of the way. It's that love. It's that love, church. That love that motivates me every morning that I get up. That Christ is watching. That Christ loved me. And everything worked for the good of those who love God, right? Everything. Trust and believe in that. When things are not going right, know there's a reason behind it. It may not be meant for it to go right, as Chaz talked about. God is still in control, even when things don't go right for you, because you think they should. But he may have another plan for you. So pray to him, God, I don't understand this, but I'm going with it. Because it's in your plan. Somehow, some way, I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue, even though the roadblocks are there. I'm going, Christ. I'm going. The law cannot change our hearts. Our hearts can be only changed by the grace of God. By the grace of God. Checking the boxes won't tell anybody your heart is right. It won't. Following all the rules, that don't mean that your heart is right. A lot of times we check all the boxes and follow all the rules for ourselves. Self-righteousness. Trying to gain favor with others and with God. That ain't going to get you in heaven. You're going to have to answer for that. Even though you may go to heaven, you're going to have to answer for it. We all stand before God, right? So he says in 16, you see, all of this. Paul says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. How simple is that, right? He doesn't make it hard for us. If we are saved Christians, we have the Holy Spirit within us. And if we believe that, let him guide our lives. The Holy Spirit will not lead us into sin. See, many Christians believe that they are free. That they are free, but they're not. But they are not. Many are living silently in misery, living silently in confusion and conflict because they are not allowing the Holy Spirit to guide their lives. It is our sinful nature, church, that causes that conflict. It is our sinful nature that causes that confusion, that misery within us. But we want to blame everyone else for our own misery. But we can't. 
It's on us because we refuse to live by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. It's all on us. We go around calling other people miserable and think it's their fault, but it's really our fault. Because as Christians, we know better. We know better. We're the ones living in conflict. We put ourselves in that position to be in conflict by disobedience. By disobedience. Understand that, church, if if you're going through that conflict, that struggle, that I know everyone would go through within their lives. It's because of that disobedience, that, that, that battle within you, because you're refusing to submit to the Holy Spirit of God. We can tell people their problem. We can let people know what, what's wrong with them. We can. We can. Live by the Spirit, church. And I, I, I'm going to pick up here next week, but just living by the Holy Spirit can solve a lot of issues in our lives. A lot of issues within our lives, within ourselves. The freedom in Christ frees us from the bondage of the things of this world. We have our standard things that we must live by in this world. We must work. We know that. We must provide for our families. We know that. But a lot of other things we don't have to do. Our sinful nature wants to do them. So when we distinguish between the two, the battle that's going on between us, that conflict that's going on between us, then we can live free. We can live free in the spirit of God. We won't have that conflict. We won't have that confusion. We won't have that misery misery. All right? Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. I thank you for the guiding of the Spirit in this house, God. I I pray that you just continue to bless us, God. Continue to give us understanding of your word, understanding of who we are in Christ. Continue to pour into us that we are free from a lot of these things, God, that people throw at us, God. That our freedom and our salvation only come from Jesus Christ. Father, we struggle and we we battle within ourselves with conflict, God, but you have laid it out plain for us. Open our understanding, God. Open our our hearts and our minds to receive your word, God, to go over in your word, to meditate on your word so that we can receive that freedom. There's so many people, God, that's living in bondage, living in slavery within themselves, within themselves, God. They're miserable within themselves, God, and they can't blame no one else, and they wonder why. Well, God, your word, The truth of your word tells us, God. We must be guided by your Holy Spirit within us. The spirit that you have sealed within us. It's not going anywhere. Hallelujah. You have sealed the Holy Spirit within us. The promise lives in us. 
even if we want to get rid of it, we can't. We can oppress it, yes. We can grieve it, yes. But he's sealed within us. You have made it so that if we want to change our mind and come to you, God, while we're still living here on earth, you have made a pathway. Hallelujah. And Father, we thank you. We thank you for that grace. Hallelujah. We thank you for that mercy. And it's in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we say we love you. In Jesus' name, these altars are open.